Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to your Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. All right, here we go. Presented by Kindred Digital, Toy Production Services, and Big Buck Country 1015. All right, I'm listening. Each show, we'll sit down and go one-on-one with the country music legends. And from time to time, we'll introduce you to the future legends as well. Pour your favorite drink and sit back and enjoy your Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. All right, I think all the levels are set. Go. Here's your host, Jason Toy. Well, hello once again, everybody. Jason Toy here with you from our studios in Huntington, West Virginia, with another edition of our Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. In this episode, we're going to sit down with all four members of the Oak Ridge Boys. They are celebrating their 40th anniversary for their big hit, Elvira. They have a brand new album out called Front Porch Singing. And the boys individually have all got different things going on beyond what they do in the group, including the new book for William Lee and uh, baseball interests, uh, honeydew list, and other things as well for the rest of the guys so we're going to talk a whole lot about all of it and of course the brand new album the brand new tour for the oak ridge boys love light and healing is the brand new single for you to check out too so sit back relax and enjoy as we sit down with all four members of the oak ridge boys up first we're going to sit down with joe bonzel and we start off with joe talking about the fact that the last time he and i had a chance to sit down and talk he was a little banged up he had some surgery i was casted up man i had that operation on my hand there at uh some kind of Dupuytren's contracture, which nobody knows what that is, but I, it had de- was deforming my hand, so I had surgery, and it fixed it. I'll say, you back to normal now? Oh, yeah. I'm back <laughs> to normal. I'm even, un- Unfortunately for some, I'm even back to picking the banjo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I was going to ask you about, and I, ne- out of all the times I've had a chance to sit down and talk to you, and I never realized that you are a, you've been playing the banjo since you were a little kid, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I've been playing for about 12 years. Oh, okay. so I'm, I'm still a student of the instrument. No, no, I just decided to take it up after. I just decided to take it up. I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, had I realized it was so doggone hard to play, I probably wouldn't have taken it up. It took me a, about three years before I could make it sound like a banjo. <laughs> Is it more but to... No, there, 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 <laughs> there's no professional banjo players in any danger from me. <laughs> I was just saying, did, did you pick it up to annoy the wife a little bit? Is that what you did? Her and the cats both. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. If I just if I just unclick the case, the cats running run for the closet. <laughs> it's like turning on the vacuum cleaner, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very much the same thing. Maybe even worse. I don't know. <laughs> Joe Bonsell's here with us from the Oak Ridge Boys, and Joe, you got a brand new uh, album out called Front Porch Singing. Let's talk about that real quick here before we jump into a couple other things. But uh, the question I have when I looked at the album art cover uh, for the new album for the new uh, CD. When does mm-hmm. the the shirt and William's beard kind of is there a, is there a separation because it just blends all together? He blends all together a lot of the times, <laughs> man. The beard just the beard just flows right into whatever he's wearing, man. I mean, it's just the way it is. But I'll tell you what, I love the cover. I think that uh, Indy Bling here in Nashville did a great job with all of the artwork on the album, the vinyl, the the, the CD looks great. And I'll tell you what, man, we we wanted. I think this album we recorded as much for ourselves as anybody else, and I think in so doing. I think people will really appreciate it. With our young producer, Dave Cobb, who is a legend a legend already yeah. in Nashville. But this is the fourth album we've done with Dave. He calls us his crazy uncles. <laughs> and he loves to, he really loves us, and we love him. And, and we try to do something really different. It's like the Oak Ridge Boys, man, you've done everything. What can we do now to make it different than what you've done before? What can we re-engineer here? What can we reinvent? And how about four Oak Ridge Boys sitting on a porch singing old gospel, new gospel, old country, new country songs, and with a front porch attitude. 
And that's what we did. And we recorded this thing right in the middle of the pandemic. Last August, we went into RCA Studio A with Dave. Oh, yeah. And we hadn't even seen each other in months, man. We were all shut down. So to get in the studio there with just a couple of players and an engineer and a producer, no visitors, no hangers on, no nothing, empty studio, man, adhering to the rules. And we got together, and I think we inadvertently may have recorded the perfect album for the time. There's some songs on there like Life is Beautiful and Love, Light, and Healing. But I think people are going to really latch on to, man. We've done a few of these on stage and at the Opry. And Love, Light, and Healing got a standing ovation from the first full house ever at the Opry. Or first full house since the pandemic just about a week or so ago. They went to full capacity. And, I mean, we've sang at the Opry to nobody. And we've sang to partially full. And that night with a full house at the Opry and doing Love, Light, and healing, man. Whoa, it, it just went over so big. So I think front porch singing is going to be meaningful to people if they'll give it a shot. I really do. And it certainly is meaningful to us. Joe Bonsall's here joining us from the Oak Ridge Boys. Also, too, you know, you got the brand new album out. It, uh, the 40th anniversary for Elvira as well this year. How insane wow. is that? <laughs> I mean, 40 years, that's 1981, man. In 1981, <laughs> I mean, nobody had an iPhone, that's for sure. Nobody even had internet until 86. Didn't even have a Mac until 84. Wow. And if you were listening to music, you weren't even listening on a compact disc yet because they came out in 82. <laughs> so it was vinyl, 8-tracks, cassettes. And no matter what you were doing in 81, you were hearing Elvira by the Oak Ridge Boys. It was a monster, a monster. We never saw anything like it up until then. Haven't seen anything like it since. And to this day, it holds up. When I, near the end of the show, go, let's sing Elvira. And everybody stands up, man, like it's the Hallelujah Chorus. <laughs> and I mean, and let's face it, man, let's face it. It ain't exactly bridge over troubled waters. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just a simple little fun song with a big bass lick on it. And, and me singing the lead, I'll tell you, when we decided to do that song, we were recording the Fancy Free album in 1980. We'd already had five gold albums. We already were on the big, gigantic 90-city tour with Kenny Rogers and Dottie West. We were the hot young guys in the country. We were winning all the awards. And Elvira comes out and takes us, boom, right to being a household name. And in the studio, I remember just goofing off with it. I had it look like heaven. I, never, I didn't sing anything else like that. <laughs> I, but I did on there because I was just goofing around. Maybe I should goof around more often. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make, made an iconic song. You know how they always put songs in what the, the, the National Archives in Congress or whatever? It, that, that's yeah. one of those ones that needs to be in there. It probably will be, man. Yeah. I mean, that year was a, was a cool year in music. I mean, you had Betty Davis' Eyes. You had Jesse's Girl. You had Celebrate Good Times <laughs> Come On by Cool and the Gang. And you had Elvira. And it went to number one in country and sold a million singles by June. That's unheard of. I'm talking 45s and, and not yeah. a gun. A, a 45 with a big hole in the middle. Oh, yeah. And then, it, and then starting in July, as we released our second country single from the album, Fancy Free, which did great, that thing spilled over into the pop world and was played all summer into the fall, sold another million singles alone, let alone several million album sales. So, I mean, it's just incredible what that little song did for the Oak Ridge Boys. I mean, uh, and, and, and the cool thing about it was, I think, was that people knew it was us doing it because we were doing so much good TV back then, including The Tonight Show and everything else. Our manager, Jim Halsey, had us on every show there was we could be on, even Solid Gold and Midnight Special, you know? 
and we're singing Elvira on those shows. So people knew it was us. And I think that's kind of a big deal because all these years later, man, even as old as we are now, we can walk through an airport and some guy will go, hey, man, Elvira, who Papa <laughs> Mound Mound? So, uh, you know, you can't get away from it even if you wanted to. <laughs> you know, it, it, you're right on that. Just the, the, the iconic status of that song, but the iconic status of you guys and what you've done for country music over the years and uh, what you continue to do as well with the brand new album out. Uh, I love the fact that you kind of, over the last, a couple of years and things you guys have put out obviously your Christmas stuff and you've done a lot of great gospel stuff as well and I love the fact you're doing some yep. traditional country here as well you guys are still going strong I know you've been with the band what since since 73 so I was born in 73, 73. I was born in 73 wow. so it, it's, there you go so you look at that and you guys are still going I strong at it we are, and uh, we've got a big, big tour schedule. I mean, let's face it, we've been off enough. Let's go sing now. <laughs> we, we know what it's like to be home every day, and that's fine. I love to be in home. Don't get me wrong. I've been on the road my whole life. This time being home has been precious to me. But, boy, that but taking away what we do for a living and, 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 yeah. and the loss and sacrifice that went with it for us and all our people, I'm glad that's over. We have a busy June. I think we have 10 shows this June, this month. And, uh, in fact, we're at Auburn University tomorrow night. And then uh, July's a little bit light, but then from August till the end of the year, it's gangbusters. So we're going to be back out there singing and playing, and everybody's up for it. And, uh, yeah, it's been amazing. I mean, I joined the Oak Ridge Boys in 73, like you said. I was 25 years old, and I'm 73 now. Wow. So that, I've spent my whole life just about being one of the. <laughs> and you know what? You you know, guys... Hey, there goes one of the. Isn't it? Isn't that one of the? That's, I think that's one, one of the four, the... isn't it? <laughs> yeah, one of the. We're of the. the. That's our middle name. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you got your Christmas. You guys do the, a great Christmas tour as well, too. I know that'll, that'll keep you busy through, through all the way through the winter. Well, we've done that for 30 straight years. And yeah. this year, like last year, thank God this came up last year. Every group in town was jealous of us. <laughs> we will be going to Gaylord Opryland. We're going to be Christmas residency at Gaylord Opryland wow. this year. And it, and it won't be like, um, you know, partial crowds. It'll be full, full, full bore. And uh, for two years in a row here, we've agreed to do the Gaylord Opryland thing. And that's kind of cool. You go down there and do your big Christmas show that you've been on the road with for 30 years mm-hmm. and then come home. That's kind of awesome. cool. But but it did work out well last year. I didn't know if it would, but it did. And I'm really excited about going back and doing it this year, too. Folks, he's a Grammy Award-winning group, a Hall of Famer. He's a, a published uh, writer as well. And I guess you take care of that big old farm as well. I guess that's one upside in the pandemic. You probably kept that grass cut pretty good around that farm, didn't you? You know, I did. I didn't have to like, you know, oh, my God, we got dates to play. This week. I got to get out there and cut grass. And I had, I was able to just go out there and enjoy the place a lot and just uh, enjoy it, get my work done, relax with it. And, uh, yeah, that was a good thing. That was one of the good things. You know about my farm. That's cool. It's like 350 acres up on the Tennessee-Kentucky line. And, man, it's heaven up there, man. Well, that's awesome indeed. Not, it's not as heavenly not as heavenly as West by God, Virginia. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We get you close to it here. <laughs> but it's but it's close. It's yeah. close. Hey, Joe, we appreciate it. Thank you, sir. I know you got a tight schedule, and uh, we look forward to catching up I with do. you down the road. Folks, don't forget that brand-new album out uh, coming out pretty soon, the Love, Light, and Healing, the first single. You'll be able to hear it uh, on Big Buck 101.5. So, Joe, thank you very much, sir. We appreciate you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. God bless. Joe Bonsell, who, by the way, has been with the group since 1973. When you look at other things, Dwayne Allen, he's been there since 1966, and Dwayne is with us now we start off talking things with Dwayne about getting back to work post pandemic I am ready we worked less than 20 dates in the last year and a half wow that's and not, that's not like you guys are, <laughs> well we uh, we usually work 150 dates every year and last March the 14th uh, when we were informed that the pandemic was on us 
we parked our bus buses, and we've only worked uh, less than twenty dates since that date. Wow! I know you're excited got, to get back at it. Well, from June the first of June until December twenty fifth, we've got ninety dates booked the rest of this year. We're ready to get to those dates. <laughs> a lot of bills to pay, and you're tired of doing a honeydew list, aren't you? Yeah, we put. <laughs> oh, I've enjoyed being at home. I love my wife. We've been married almost fifty-two years. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And uh, she gets prettier every day. <laughs> and I love being at home. But uh, what what I was put on earth to do is sing with the Oak Ridge Boys, and I dearly miss the love that I feel from the audience coming back to us. And I feel that. Uh, you know, I feel God gave me a light, and I feel like he gave the audience a reflector. And if I'm sending my light right, I feel it back from the audience. Yeah. And I miss, feel, I miss feeling that. You being on radio, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. You know, when you get calls into your show or letters or emails or whatever, you know that you're doing the right thing when you get some response back. Well, I get it immediately from the audience, and that's something that's, it's had an empty place in my heart for for a year and a half, and I, I'm ready to get back to that. I've really missed I've really missed our fans and our friends and our audiences. I was going to say because you guys have been around for, for so long, you you know, you definitely are icons in the country music world and the gospel music world as well. Because you guys do a ton of gospel music as well, but it's you're like. Uh, you're like a part of a family. I mean, you're part of our family, and that's the thing. You get separated from your family for that long, it's just going to be extra special. Imagine be some tears and some eyes when you guys get back out there. Well, we've already gone through that. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that was uh, – and, and, and we have that in our heart already. From every In every show we do, we just look around at, at each other, and in our hearts and our eyes – we're saying, boy, we're back, you know. <laughs> we're getting to do what we love to do. And my young drummer that's in his 30s, wow, <laughs> I, I can hardly remember that. I'm twice as old as he is. He says, he just says to me and, and lips me while somebody is taking a lead, I'm going to kick your butt around, you know. <laughs> and I just love that, you know, because everybody has – you know, everybody's been itching to get back on stage, and we've taken care of all of our employees and kept them all insured, and we've not lost any employees, and I'm just so thankful that uh, God has taken care of our health. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Oak Ridge Boys are old men now. We're granddads. Some of us are great granddads. We've taken this period of time to get things fixed. We're kind of like a used car. <laughs> we've, we've gone in for for re- overhauling, and, and we're all ready to go. And get ready to get back at it. And you guys, uh, it's one of the things, like, if you want to look at positives that came from the pandemic and the, and the music world, that gave folks an opportunity. They were home. They weren't on the road. They, they were collaborating. They were, there was a whole bunch of new music that came out of the pandemic, and that's one of which for you guys, a whole new album that's just come out called Front Porch Singing. And uh, you guys work with Dave Cobb again, which is fantastic. You go back to the Fame Studio A as, get, as well, too. But th- tell folks about this album. I know there's a lot of gospel music on here and a lot of old classic country sound and stuff. Well, David Cobb wanted to do an album with the Oak Ridge Boys with us sitting on the front porch mm-hmm. and having a front porch singing type of attitude. So we, we all embrace that because we have 
a section in our Christmas show where we sit in, in the Cracker Barrel rocking chairs and we uh, we sing familiar songs and we tell stories about how we were all raised and where we come from. And that's the most popular part of our Christmas show. And David came to our Christmas show and saw that. And he said, man, we need to do an entire album of country and gospel songs just like that. And so we started working on that. I started pulling out songs that we're familiar with. He said, let's do familiar songs and I'll get our stable of writers to start writing for this. So when the pandemic hit, I, I just really uh, buried up with a bunch of, of the new hit writers in town and a lot of David, David's writers. And the, the song Love, Light, and Healing, for mm-hmm. example, Aaron Rattier and his mother wrote that song for this album. That was one of the first songs we picked. And that is really what the message we want to get out. Love, light, and healing. We all need love, light, and healing. Home, family, and friends, you know? That's what we need. And the, the album just went in that direction. I found a song that Keb Moe uh, wrote called Life is Beautiful. Life is Wondrous. Every star above is shining just for us. Life is beautiful, even on a stormy night, because somewhere in the world, the sun is shining bright. Well, God created this world so that every 24 hours, I get a chance that the sun is going to shine on me. So I feel like that we're giving a message to the people that you may be down just like every 24 hours there's night, but every 24 hours there's also sunshine. So let's not get down and stay there because even God provided us the biggest part of our day is sunshine. You can see. So let's look toward the sunshine when we pick these songs that, that, uh, we want to record to, cheer people up and let them know there's going to be a better day that we're, we're getting past this. And so that's how this whole, whole album came down. Dwayne Allen's here with us from the Oak Ridge boys for a few more minutes and talking about the brand new album that uh, is just out now front porch singing, of course, the, the new single love light and healing as well. And you guys are going back out on tour and on tour, it's you're celebrating the 40th anniversary of Elvira. Oh yeah. We're celebrating her because She's been really good to us, and uh, we still like to oom papa mau mau no matter where we go. That's probably one of the most popular songs in music history. It makes all the all the list of the most pop- popular songs that has a gimmick in it. I think probably Richard Sturman is the most popular bass singer around the entire globe. <laughs> what the, what we, go, we walked out of airport with the four of us together, and People yell out, Elvira, and somebody will <laughs> follow that with, ooh, papa, ooh, papa, mow, mow. You know, so <laughs> it's uh, it's been really good to us. It helped us all get a new house. <laughs> did it, uh, <laughs> it, it, did that come together, that ooh, papa, mow, mow? Did that come, like, just working in the studio? Somebody just said, hey, let's try this. And where did, where did Elvira you know, come from? In 1966. Before I was a member of the Oak Ridge Boys, I was with a group called the Prophets. Now, before that, I was in college. I, I studied classical music, and I graduated in 1965 in January. 
Right after that, I joined a group called the Prophet Quartet out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Joe Muscale was a manager and piano player, and he and I would come to Nashville, and we would stay at the Noel Hotel. They had a speaker on the on the wall that played one station, WSM. Mm-hmm. And at night, Ralph Emery had the all-night uh, radio show, and Tex Ritter was the co-host. Marty Robbins was there at times. And on one night there that we were staying, we came to Nashville looking for songs. This young writer came in who had been a member of the Hollywood Argyles. He walked into the studio, and his name is Dallas Frazier, and he sang Elvira. That was in 66. Fifteen years later, I remembered that song almost word for word because I'd heard it that night as I would lay awake dreaming that one night, one time, sometime in the future, we would have a hit. Mm-hmm. And I, when they came and pitched it to us and said, here's a song that this song plugger heard a group in Texas in a lounge do. They think that you could do it if we could uh, have Richard doing the Oom um Papa Mau Mau. And we did it just like Dallas wrote it, except for a few things like, Joe Bonzel had never heard it. He's from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And he uh, he sang Elvira. Well, on the original <clears throat> on the original record, Dallas Frazier went down on Elvira. Elvira, Elvira. Joe kept it up. So I think a few little things like that that we did that kept it up and happy and and then Richard busting the bottom out on the bass notes. I think those cute little things we did, just a few things to change it a a little bit. It's been really good to us. People know it everywhere. I think the most uh, gratifying thing comes to me is when I see special needs children and of all ages really in the audience uh, start to come alive and brighten up and and mouth those words. Some of them singing, some of them dancing some of them moving their hands uncontrollably some, and but they respond to Elvira and especially that and thank God for kids. Mm-hmm. They claim those songs as theirs and to have been blessed by God to have those two songs in our repertoire that we can communicate with special needs kids and, and among all of our other hits. I think we've been a truly blessed group and that may be the reason that God is keeping on blessing us so that uh, we can still communicate with all people. You know, the, the great thing about it, I think with this new title of the, the new single, Love, Light, and Healing, for you guys, you bring so much love to all your fans. You shine the light for them all when it comes uh, musically to kind of just kind of make them feel better. And then the healing part of it, you talked about working with kids and other people. We know music can be a healing thing, and you guys take care of all of that for us. And Dwayne, we thank you for all you guys do. Congratulations on the new album, the 40th anniversary, and we look forward to seeing you guys back out there. Well, thank you, Jason. And uh, thank you all, to all of our fans and friends in Huntington and surrounding areas. My, we worked there so many years. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for this uh, time we got to visit with you. God bless you all. Yeah, God bless you too, sir. Thank you very much. We'll look forward to seeing you soon, sir. Me too. All right. Bye-bye now. This is the Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. Once again, here's Jason Toy. 
Richard Sturban is the familiar bass voice for the Oak Ridge Boys. Been with the group since 1972, and before he joined the group, he had a great career with some legendary people like like Elvis. Remember that guy? <laughs> so we're going to sit down now and talk with Richard Sturban about getting back to work and about the brand new album. Well, thank you very much. Listen, it's a pleasure once again to be able to talk to you. You're right. You know, the, we had a difficult time for a while here. You know, everyone was shut down, including the recording studios here in Nashville. But finally, things started to open up a little bit. And, you know, during normal times, when you work with Dave Cobb, you have to wait your turn, you know, because he is so much in demand. He really is. And especially during a pandemic. But then he finally called us and said he was ready to work. And he said what he wanted to do was to kind of capture the feeling of just like four guys kind of gathering on a front porch and just kind of singing and harmonizing in a very informal way, you know, uh, uh, very uh, kind of a very down and down to earth kind of a way. And that's, that's what he was able to do. He, he was able to capture the, I think the four voices and the real true heart and soul of the Oak Ridge boys in the process. You know, as you said, there's some great old songs, some great familiar songs. Uh, there's some great gospel songs, you know, songs that some, we grew up singing as kids, like in church and in Sunday school. But then Dave Cobb also has a relationship or a rapport with some of today's new young hot songwriters mm-hmm. here in Nashville. And they wrote some brand new great country songs as well for this project. So there's a nice balance, a nice mixture of some really great music here. But I think just about every song on the project contains a message that is very inspirational in nature, very healing in nature, if I could put it that way. <laughs> I don't know that we originally, I don't know that we originally planned for it to happen that way, but as the project developed, you know, uh, that's kind of the theme that developed. And I think the, the album and the overall project contains messages that I think we really need to hear now in the, in, in the day and age in which we live, especially, what, you know, considering what we have gone through here mm-hmm. this past year plus, you know, here in our country. So we're really happy with the way it turned out. And you talk about uh, one of the songs off that album, and I think it's appropriate that's the first release off the album, and it's uh, Love, Light, and, and Healing. And I think that kind of signifies coming out of this pandemic to getting life back to normal, to getting uh, back, you know, everything back to the, the faith a little bit, you know? Well, I think you're right about it. I think that's what we need in this day and age. We have a we have a lot of problems in our country. There's no question about it. And and, and we, as the Oak Ridge Boys, we've always tried to stay out of politics and because and, and, we don't feel like that's our place. We feel like it's our place to sing songs. But we what we always tell people is that, uh, you know, the real answer to our problems is is not in politics. It's in the good Lord above, you know. And and we try to we try to sing music that talks about that very thing. Richard Sturbin is here with us from the Oak Ridge Boys. Richard, you're uh, you're approaching a milestone with the band here in a couple of years. The your fiftieth anniversary. I know you joined back in 1972 with the band, and you to go back a little bit. I always love talking about this with you whenever I have a chance to catch up with you. Before the Oak Ridge Boys. In uh, growing up in New Jersey and then having the opportunity to, to sing and perform and tour and record and everything else with with the King Elvis Presley. What was that like for you at a, as a, at a young age well, it, like that to be able to do that? You're, you're right. It was, a, it was certainly a great experience. And especially now that a lot of time has passed by and I have a chance to reflect on what happened almost 50 years ago. You know, I'm so thankful 
that I was able to experience that. Mm-hmm. You know, J.D. Sumner, you know, I, I, for, for about two years before I joined the Oak Ridge Boys, I signed with a group called J.D. Sumner and the Stamps Quartet. And J.D. Sumner was a real influence on me. You know, he, he was, he's, he, what people don't realize, I think, is the fact that he is actually in the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's <laughs> lowest bass singer. That's you right. Know? But, but, he, but he hired me. You know, and he was a real influence on me, and I was I was glad I was able to to experience that. But I was with JD just a short period of time when JD got a phone call from Elvis. JD and Elvis were friends; they knew each other from living in Memphis together for many years. And and uh, and and Elvis wanted to hire a new backup group, and so he hired JD and the Stamps. And so, and I happened to be there, so I was in the right place at the right time, really. And I ended up singing with the King of Rock and Roll. What an experience! Back then, Elvis was the biggest star in the world. There's no doubt about it. His tour was the biggest tour in the music business, and to be a part of it was very, very exciting. You know, I have some great memories, some very fond memories of the times I spent with Elvis. And, and I got to know him, you know, just a little bit. So, yeah, and I'm so thankful. I was, as I said, I was able to, to experience that. One thing happened, though, that changed my life, and I'll try to make the, this as quick as mm-hmm. possible. One thing that happened, one thing that happened that changed my life while I was singing with Elvis, uh, apparently on top of the world, I got a phone call one day from William Lee Golden of the Oak Ridge Boys. He's the guy in our group, as, as most people know, with the long beard. You know, back then, he did not have that long beard. He, <laughs> he was he was Mister GQ, <laughs> and, but he called me and he said that the bass singer in the, in the Oak Ridge Boys was leaving the group, and the Oak Ridge Boys wanted to know if I would be interested in, in in taking his place. So here I was singing with Elvis, apparently on top of the world, singing with the king of rock and roll. But I had to make a decision. You know what do I do? And I have to admit that I, at, the, at the same time, I was a big fan of the Oak Ridge Boys. I loved the music that they were making back then, and I felt like the group had a great deal of potential, and I really wanted to be a part of it. So back in 1972, I made the decision to leave Elvis and to join the Oak Ridge Boys. And, uh, <laughs> and a lot of people, quite, a lot of people, quite, how could you do that? You know, but I really believed I was doing the right thing. I believed in my heart I was doing the right thing. And now, almost 50 years later, when I look back on all the great things that happened, not just to me personally, mm-hmm. but all four Oak Ridge boys, when I look back on all that, I think that back in 1972, I made a pretty good decision back there. <laughs> and folks, I highly encourage you folks out there to get uh, Richard's book from uh, from Elvis to Elvira. It's a great uh, book and a great history there of, mm-hmm. uh, of uh, Richard Sturban and where he is today with the Oak Ridge boys. Now, I do have one quick question before I move on from this. And you talked about J.D. Sumner and performing in his group. And I do remember that he has the the world record for the lowest tone recorded, right? The uh, lowest uh, uh, bass tone ever recorded by a human voice. Did you ever try to to beat that record? Oh, of course you try. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have, you can't help but trying. <laughs> There's no, but but that he was the when it came to to the low tones, the low notes. JD was the king. There's yeah. no doubt about it. He had he he had a talent that. <laughs> the good Lord gave him that was very, very special. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt about it. But you know, I kind of experienced something very similar. You know, as you probably know, this is the 40th anniversary 
of Elvira oh, yeah. this year. Yeah. And, and, and we've been singing that virus for years and years and years. And even now, 40 years later, when we go on and, and we go on stage and we sing that song, people still go crazy out there. People get up and start dancing and about singing along. You know, you can't listen to Elvira without smiling and, and, and having a good, good time. It's almost impossible. But for me, one of the most fun things is uh, when I get to the giddy up, boom, pop, a mile, mile part, to look out into the audience and see all the men trying to sing along with me. I always get uh, that's always a lot of fun for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it truly is an iconic, uh, iconic line. I mean, it truly is. When you think about it, you know, when you hear that, you know exactly what song it is. There's no doubt about yeah. it. You know, the song was the song was written by Dallas Frazier, who who's really a neighbor of ours mm-hmm. here in here in Tennessee. He wrote the song many years ago, and he wrote the "Giddy Up Boom Papa Mau Mau" part in there. But uh, on his record and and other records of Elvira, it was not done by a bass voice. Ron Shansey, who was our producer, who produced most of the number one records on the Oak Ridge Boys, he and when we got into the studio, it was his idea for me to do that line, giddy up, oom, papa, oom, papa, mau, mau. So I just took that line and I adapted it to my way of doing things. And I guess it turned out okay. <laughs> uh, it worked out perfect indeed. Richard Sturman is here with us. Richard, before we let you go, I do have to ask you, because anytime you and I get a chance to talk, I got to ask you about baseball. How do you like in the season so far? Well, it's kind of, it. I lo- I'm loving the baseball season, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, uh, we, ha- we have a great triple-A team here in Nashville. I love the triple-A baseball, but I, but I love as much, if, if not more than Major League Baseball, right now is college baseball. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you may or may not know, right here in, in Nashville, we've got a great college team, Vanderbilt. My Vandy boys, <laughs> they are going, they're going to Omaha again, and wow. I'm so excited about it. I really am, yeah. Do you uh, now? Do you you do some radio with them sometimes too, right? Don't you do some color commentating? I have, I have in the past. Yeah. I've actually sat in. Tim Corbin, the coach, he 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 allowed me to you know go, go up into the press box and kind of <laughs> hang out, you know. And and I actually on many occasions sat in with the, with the Vandy broadcaster and, and did some color commentary. <laughs> now you know I used to own part. Of, I used to own part of the Nashville Sounds, yeah. our AAA team, and I actually, I actually did some of that there as well. You know, so it's kind of like a, a hobby of mine that I kind of always enjoyed playing with a little bit. And two quick things: I never realized this that how into fashion that you are and design and clothing design. I mean, I always know every time I see you, you're everything's pressed and looks good. I didn't realize that uh, you're in. That's one of your passions, along with wine. Well, you know, many years ago, you know. Back to, even before I started singing, and I was kind of singing part time, even on the side, I, I, I sold men's clothes. I worked. I worked in a department store in Philadelphia called Gimbel's, and and in fact, it's not even there any longer. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the store went out of business many years ago, and they closed all the stores down. But but I sold men's clothing, and I spent so much time selling, you know, quality men's clothes to men that I developed. A taste for for clothing, so so I guess I guess that that's kind of where it, it, it went back to those days when I sold men's clothing. Who has the bigger closet, you or the wife? Uh, <laughs> it's pretty close. <laughs> and also, too, you and I have something in common that we're we're both weather geeks. I I grew up as a kid idolizing uh, the, our meteorologist where I grew up in Tampa and, you know, writing letters and we exchanged correspondence back and forth. And I just developed a passion for weather. I never realized and put two and two together that you're the voice of NOAA, the National Weather Service. That's pretty cool. Well, 
Well, you're right. I I did do that. You know, they they, yeah. they got in touch with me. What the, the Noah Weather people got in touch with me several years ago, and when they found out that I had an interest in weather, and they asked me if I would cut some PSAs, you know, some public service announcements, you know, to promote Noah Weather radios. And I think it's important. I think a Noah Weather radio can can save your life. In, in, in an emergency, you know, and so I think it was very important. And, and so, you know, I developed an interest in, in weather. When I was in college, I actually studied, I had a course in meteorology. Oh, yeah. And and I, I and, and, and it kind of spurred my interest to, to, to want to know more about weather. So over the course of the years, I've become a weather channel junkie, <laughs> you know, and I, and one of my, one thing I would love to do someday, and it'll probably never happen. I love to go on the scene with Jim Cantori and experience <laughs> one of those, experience one of those hurricanes. You know, I think that would really, really be something, but maybe not. <laughs> I was going to say, strap, your, strap yourself in and hold on from that wind. <laughs> Richard Sturban, yeah. sir, we appreciate everything you and the Oak Ridge boys, folks. Don't forget the new album called Front Porch singing is out now and uh you can hear it uh hear love light and healing not only on our radio station but also uh everywhere you can and richard i know you guys are back out hitting the road and look forward to catching up with you be safe god's blessings and look forward to uh to enjoying a whole lot more great music from you guys well thank you jason it's always a pleasure and enjoyed it once again sir finally here on our big buck legends one-on-one podcast today sitting down with the oak ridge boys don't get a chance too often to sit down with liam lee golden he's usually the quiet one of the group of course he's the iconic one in the group with the big old long beard he's had and of course he's been with the band since 1965 had a little break left the band in 1987 came back in 1995 and he also in addition to the new music with the band he has got a brand new book out as well here's william lee golden well we're joined now by, uh, by one of the greats of course been talking a lot about about the Oak Ridge boys and uh, get a chance to talk to this gentleman's always a pleasure talking about William Lee Golden. William, how are you, sir? Jason, I'm doing good today. It's a beautiful day here in uh, Middle Tennessee, and uh, so everything's good here. I'm excited about uh, being on your show here in Ashland, Kentucky, and so uh, I'm here to talk about, I guess, uh, my new book and the Oak Ridge boys' brand new album, Front Porch Singing. Well, and uh, these say, projects that I've been involved with. I'll say you've been a busy, busy man here. Before we talk about the 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 new album from the Oak Ridge Boys, plus the 40th anniversary for Elvira, let's talk about the book. It's called Behind the Beard, which your iconic uh, long beard. And I was I was joking around the other day with with Joe Bonzel about the fact that I can't tell sometimes now where the shirt begins and the beard begins because it's all blended together <laughs> over the last handful of years. But yeah, the iconic beard for you. How long? When was the last time you shaved that beard off? Well, uh, I lost my razor in 1980, so uh, <laughs> I haven't found it since, and uh, that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> it is, is it a lot of upkeep for you? Uh, it's not. It's kind of like a you know, it's a uh, shampoo, wash it, and rinse it, and uh, towel dry and drip dry. <laughs> Well, let's talk about the book. Obviously, it's the, the title of the book, Behind the Beard. Tell folks about what they expect to see to read in this. Well, it's uh, it's a book that Scott England uh, helped me write. Uh, he come over here and asked a lot of questions. You know, we've spent, in the past year, we've spent, uh, we started writing this a little over about a month ago. And uh, anyhow, it's it's. It's taken nine months to get the song, to get the uh, book written, 
But he got into a lot of things. You know, he went back to my hometown, talked to my sister, talked to, uh, went to the farm there where I grew up. Uh, I was down there when he come to visit and uh, they're at our old home place, you know, and that's mm-hmm. where I was there for the week uh, when he come down the first trip to talk to me. And, uh, but we've met a lot of times and he's discussed a lot of things. He's talked with my first wife and uh, got her story about me and my, our sons, uh, my three oldest sons and, she, he got the story, he talked with her, got photos and uh, hmm. pictures and the story of me and my infidelity and what happened and uh, then uh, the story of her and my girlfriend at the time they getting together and what they did and set me up to and uh, all of that's in there. But my hmm. pictures of all you know I've been married four times. The road's kind of rough on some people. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of my situations and marriages of, uh, you know, being on the road, it's uh, like I say, it can be rough on relationships. And uh, But I accept my personal responsibility for my faults and shortcomings and uh, for my part in some of these relationships not making it. And uh, anyhow, all that's in there. But the deal with the Oak Ridge Boys, it's like over 200 photographs in there. And there's photographs with me and my four different wives. There's photographs of me when 1965, when I first joined the Oaks. It's photographs of me and the FFA Quartet in high school I was <laughs> singing in. First quartet I ever sang with. So uh, there's a lot of photos, a lot of stories, a lot of pictures, and not only all my stories, but I invited him to call anybody that we're talking about, get their side of the story, because sometimes it can be the same story, but the way you see it, the way I see it may be uh, a lot different, you know? So, uh, why don't we get, you're free to talk to anybody. And, uh, so he did. And, uh, some of the stuff is, uh, some of that's in there. And, uh, Anyhow, it's uh, certainly not uh, some things I've done. I'm not. I'm not proud of, but it's certainly things that uh, have uh, that I've experienced. It's uh, brought me uh, to this point of life, and so today I'm happy and I'm excited about today and tomorrow and the future. So uh, I think we all need to accept who we are. And, uh, you know, I've never set out to try to hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. And my, my mistakes have been trying to have fun and having a good time. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, when you get other people involved, emotions and uh, things, it can lead to a lot of complications. And uh, so for anyone I've ever heard or anything, I apologize. So did... Was this book was putting this all together and putting it down on paper and, and putting it out there and getting everything off your mind and off your chest? Was it kind of, I almost I hate to use the word liberating for you, but was it something that you can kind of step back and take a deep breath and realize I'm, I'm kind of at peace with everything now? Well, it's uh, it's something that's uh, it seemed like uh, that you're taking your clothes off and in front of cameras that the whole world's looking at you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's. <laughs> It can be intimidating. It can be embarrassing. So that's kind of what it is. You're uh, opening up the uh, 
opening up yourself to be examined, basically. And uh, so that's kind of what this goes into. Like I say, there's pictures from the very beginning with me, all the way up through. There's over 200 of them. There's over 300-page books. So uh, it's uh, it's been an interesting thing. I've learned things in this book that I didn't know. Some of the accounts of my first wife, of uh, what was going on behind the scenes that I wasn't aware of, and uh, her and uh, my girlfriends and things like that that uh, were plotting to uh, set me uh, to get me to the point of uh, finding out when I was uh, telling when I was trying to love two women. You know, mm-hmm. I sang that song, but it, my life was parallel with the song at that particular time that the song was out. So uh, there's a lot of stuff uh, in this book that it's uh, stuff that's sobering and stuff you have to uh, realize that, hey, I did that. I'm guilty of that. William Lee Golden's here with us, folks. You can check out his new book called Behind the Beard. You can get it at williamleegoldenbook.com and all the other outlets as well. And, William, I know you're pressed on time, so... Let me ask you this real quick. The brand new album, Front Porch Singing, with you and the boys there, and then also the 40th anniversary for Elvira this year. It's part of the, the focal point of your all's tour this year as well, too. So congratulations on that, the anniversary, and another great another great album. A lot of great gospel music on this album. It is, and uh, it, it really is. is, is uh, we did uh, some old gospel songs. We did some new gospel songs, some old country, and some new gospel on that. And I went to the studio with my sons this past year, and uh, uh, Chris and Rusty and Craig and our family band, and we went in the studio uh, during the pandemic when they were shut down, I was shut down. We were not allowed. We were kind of uh, sequestered, so to speak, and Mm -hmm. uh, was shut in. But uh, we went in the studio and started recording. I had a vision to go in with my sons and cut these old songs. I took them back to my childhood where I started. We did 12 old gospel songs. We did 10, recorded 10 old traditional classic country songs. And then we recorded uh, another album of uh, more pop and uh, country rock songs that my sons played and sang and uh, on a lot of them, you know, and I sang with them, let them take the lead and, uh, so we've got three albums, 32 songs recorded, besides wow. the 12 albums with the Oak Ridge Boys. So it's been a healing ex- experience for me through a pandemic, <laughs> through music. What about the uh, with Front Porch singing with you and the Oak Ridge Boys as well? So you guys went into uh, you know Dave Cobb in, in the studio, one of the great guys. I'll tell you what, this, every time Dave Cobb puts his hands on something, it kind of turns into gold, but... Uh, it's another great one for you guys. It is, and uh, Dave is, uh, you know, he's one of the hottest producers in Nashville today. He's producing uh, Chris Stapleton. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he just produced Barry Gibbs' new album. Uh, he's he's did the, uh, you know, the High Women yeah, album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The girls, you know, and uh, four girls. Anyhow, he's he's really the hottest guy there right now. He just did a new album with Travis Tripp, so... Uh, Anyhow, we're excited to be working with Dave again. It's our fourth album that we worked with him, our last four albums. So, uh, yeah, he does have a magic of getting in there. It's a simple, <laughs> he keeps it simple yeah. and not complicated. And it's all about 
the feel of the song and being able to present the words of the songs and the feeling of it. Well, William Lee Golden, sir, we appreciate it. Congratulations on you guys on all the success uh, for the Oak Ridge Boys, obviously in every Hall of Fame you can think of and well-deserved for it, and also the new album, the 40th anniversary for Elvira this year. That's I know that's one of the iconic songs you guys have to perform every night, right? Well, it's uh, that's a fun time of the show, too. So yeah. we love Elvira. It is 40 years. It's been 40 years, 1981 is when it was released. And it was uh, 40 years ago, the summer, everybody was singing Elvira. <laughs> and um, Papa, Mau, Mau. <laughs> you probably hear that in your sleep, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. Hey, William Lee, we appreciate you, sir. Thank you for all you do for music and country music and the fans out there and uh, and continue to do to this day. Good luck with the book, okay? I appreciate that. Thank you so and much, thanks sir. Thanks for letting me be on your show. All right, God's blessings to you, sir. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, folks. All four members of Country Music Hall of Famers, the Oak Ridge Boys, celebrating their 40th anniversary for Elvira, and they're still going strong. That brand-new album is out called Front Porch Singing, and, of course, the new single, Love, Light, and Healing, and they're on two and they'll get ready for their Christmas tour that they'll do later on this year. Of course, some residencies that they'll do there in Nashville at the Opryland Hotel. And also, too, they'll be making a handful of stops there at the theater in Branson, Missouri. Thanks for checking in with our Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. God bless. Be safe, folks. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends about our Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. Have a great day. All right, son, the party's over. You've been listening to your Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast. Thank you for checking us out. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Okay, I need to tell you two things. If you want to contact us, you can email us at studio at bigbuck1015.com or find us online at bigbuck1015.com. The Big Buck Legends one-on-one podcast has been a production of Kindred Digital, Toy Production Services, and your home for the legends. Big Buck Country, 1015.